in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode. Derek and Eric, we are recording on a different day today because Derek's yes. black. No. <laughs> it's called I'm sick. You can't tell by my voice. Yeah, yes. Your internet sounds sick too. Does it? It was a little bit, a little robotic there. Oh, well, or maybe it's just my voice, Derek. No, I'm pretty sure that was the internet. But no, yes, uh, different day. Uh, snow. Football is officially underway tonight. How about that? Yes, football is back. The New York football Jets are facing the Cleveland football Giants. Giants? Browns? Whoever the hell that team is? The Browns and the Jets, Eric. I, get it I right. Screwed, I screwed myself up by saying foot, the Cleveland football Browns. <laughs> Good God. I t- they don't matter. They suck. Uh, and yeah. you, they are underway in the first preseason game at the Hall of Fame. But what we are going to focus on tonight is we're going to do an NFL preview for you. But before we get to that, we're going to do MLB update. The trade deadline has come and passed. The Rockies traded away two players, which was like, thank God they needed to trade that those guys away just because not that they're bad, just they needed but, to. Yes. Um, we'll talk about what happened around the MLB and how stupid the New York Mets are. Um, <laughs> we're going to touch on college football and the realignment of the divisions again, because there's some big news that's happening today and potentially over the next coming weeks. I mean, it's ridiculous how domino effects. Since CU, dominoes have all fallen now. Oh, yeah. and So we many were... teams are moving. Uh, it's it's crazy. And oh, yeah. we are going to dive into our NFL season preview. We're going to start with breaking down each division and team and where we think they're standing, and there's a rapist on my screen. But uh, Deshaun Watson's on the screen on the as I'm watching the Hall of Fame. There, there's the rarity that you, you, you'll you hear us me- actually mention him by name. So um, there it is. There's your rarity of us calling, or you saying his name, yeah. But uh, <laughs> we're going to start with the AFC and NFC North, and then next week will be the East, and then the South, and we'll finish it up with the West. Real quick, I just have to say this. Like, I'm just glad you, and like, that is one thing everyone I know that I talked to about football can agree on. Nobody likes Deshaun Watson. Nobody. Derek, if you admit that you like Deshaun Watson, you're basically telling people that you're a POS. Yeah. That you do care more about football than you do humans. And do you, oh, can you imagine though being a Browns fan? What would you do? Uh, How would you? I know, I know a couple of Browns fans that are not cheering for the team anymore. They're just like, I can't. I, I cannot cheer for a team that would put him on their roster. I mentioned he had to give him all that money. Just ignore his off-field stuff. People can say what they want. He did it! You know why we know he did it? He settled! I mean, he had... Like we said, remember when we said when this first happened? One or two... One, two, or three of them came out. We're like, okay, maybe these girls are looking for attention. Eric, 26 of them came out. So that's not people looking for attention. That's signs of a problem. 
I wouldn't even say that they're looking for attention. It's just like, oh, you know, a couple incidences, like he can change. Clearly he's a scumbag and he shouldn't be playing in the NFL anymore. Yeah. Or, and getting paid $240 million guaranteed. Because the Browns are, the Browns ownership is desperate for winning and they're not going to get it because they're still the worst team in the division. Spoiler alert. Browns suck. (laughs) <laughs> it make me laugh or I'm going to start coughing. <laughs> Derek, so let's get this thing going. Yes, We're going to start going. with the Rockies. So before last week, they had already traded away Pierce Johnson. Yeah. Reliever. Yes. Got some. To the Braves. To the Braves. Then during the trade deadline, they trade CJ Crone and Randall Grichik to the Los okay. Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Yes, I have the players that they traded for. I do too. So they traded for Jake Madden, a right-handed pitcher, and Mason Al Mason Albrat, left-handed that? pitcher. And for those wondering, these guys' wonderful stats are oh, it reloaded the pit. Oh, there they are. So Madden is a former fourth-round pick in high A ball. So he's, I think he's twenty years old. Mm-hmm. Uh. Madden's 21. Madden's 21. Albright is 20. Yeah, so young guys that need to develop, and most baseball players don't come into their own until 25, 26. Yeah. Uh, They need to develop. This dude has a 546 earn run average in high A. It's not good, but again, he's 21. Now, Albright, on the other hand, in high A, a 362 earn run average over 79 and two-thirds inning. That's not bad. That's pretty good. And he's a 25% strikeout and a 6% walk ratio. I mean, hey, Eric, we said it. You know, they needed to trade some of these guys and get some pitching prospects. And sure enough, you know, they went out and they did it. Yeah. And they got rid of, you know, two guys or one guy that they should have traded last year when he was, you know, when he was more hotter because mm-hmm. his stats were better. And CJ Crone. Now, one player that couldn't get traded was Charlie Blackman, but that's because yeah. he's injured. Yeah. He's been out for most of the year. Um, Jerickson Profar, I'm a little surprised he didn't get moved for someone mm-hmm. who needs in because Profar, I don't know if you know this about him, he can play any position. Yeah. Except catcher and pitcher, obviously. But he plays all the outfield. He'll play third, short, second, and first for you if you need him to. So kind of surprised he didn't move. But uh, look, the Rockies, I, I, they finally admitted that it's time. Yeah. They, now, they should have traded Crone last year, and they probably would have gotten more for him. Oh, they would have gotten way more. But you know what? For what, it, for what happened and what they did, I'll take the trade. So real quick, what do you think then too about uh, activating Brendan Rodgers from the IL? Um, he's got to prove to me that he can actually stay healthy and play baseball. That's true. Now here's another thing about him: he's 26. No, he he's is. 24. I think he's young. Tw- yeah, he's, he's 24. 26. I don't believe you. To the internet. Looking at it right now. Rodgers, 26, to- earned a golden. Gold glove at second base last season. The Rockies had high hopes for their new third overall pick in 2015. 
137 games last year. He batted 266, 13 home runs, and 63 RBI. So, like, he's, he's got the potential. Again, he's just got to stay healthy. He does. That's it. That's all that matters. Stay healthy. And Brendan Rodgers can put up numbers. One other thing, did you see how the Rockies, too, got a left-handed reliever from the Dodgers? I Justin, Justin Brill, I want to say his name is. Brugel. Like Brugel. I think he's. I think it's like a German last name. The German. The Germans. So, uh, they they understand that they have to rebuild and they've got to do it now. And maybe you can be competitive in 2025, 2026. And it sucks to say that as someone who wants the Rockies to do well. They are currently 42 and 66. Only two teams worse than them. Royals and the A's. Wow. And the Rockies lost two out of three to the A's. They did. There you go. (laughs) How about that? So fun on the bun all the way around. Go Rockies, go. They got smoked by the Padres, which, I mean, really a shocker there. Or they, they won one game against the Padres, I should say. Yeah, but they got rocked in the last game. What, 11 to 1? 11 to 1 yesterday, yeah. I mean, that's what you get for having a bunch of young guys on the roster. You're not going to do well. Yeah. And then they have a weekend series now in St. Louis this this weekend. Hey, real quick, I want to talk about the Padres. So, watching those games, they, I'm okay with like, you know, being a little cocky when you hit a home run, like I think pitchers are whiny babies and they like, you know, they get, they overreact to like batters, like walking, like walking a little bit and watching home runs and stuff, you know, but the uh-huh. Padres, oh God. what they do when they hit a home run, every single one of them, when they get to third, they all do like in mid run, like a little skip or like a stop to before they high five their third base coach. You guys are in fourth place in the division. You can do that when you're in first. You can be cocky when you're in first. You guys have underperformed all season. Guess who's in front of them, Eric? Your Diamondbacks. Yeah, they're not playing very well right now, though. No, they're not. Uh, They're struggling a tidbit. Yeah, they've lost three straight. Three straight, and I think they've only won like four since coming back from the All-Star break. Uh-huh. So they're slipping a bit. They're, they're younger than the Rockies are, but at least they have good young talent. Oh, at least, at least they're competitive. Yes, that too. Yeah. Um, but let's go on to a couple other trades. I want to talk about the Mets. Yeah, how stupid. So the New York Mets want- last year. I want to laugh at them, but I can't. But these guys are so dull. So the Mets last year, Derek, won 101 baseball games. They were pretty damn good. Losing the postseason because they suck. Uh, 
Then they Typical. spent 300 bajillion quadrillion liberty jillion dollars in free agency. All right, I wouldn't say that much. 330 million, Eric. Bajillion. That, that's a lot of money. Um, it is. For mainly Max Scherzer and Justin, Justin Verlander. The Mets are out of the postseason run right now, and then they trade those guys away at the trade deadline. And they are, and I quote via Justin Verlander, playing for 2025. That's what the Mets said? Uh-huh. That's what the GM said to Max, not Max Scherzer, uh, Justin Verlander on the way out. 2025, so two years. Wow. And Verlander's 40 years old, basically. So he goes back to where he won a World Series with the Astros. Yep. And Max Scherzer goes to the Texas Rangers, who currently have the best record in baseball. Sickening. Yeah. So the Mets are a mess. They are not very good. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to touch on this. So Justin Verlander goes back to be the ace in Houston. They've been dealing with rotation injuries all season, so that, that'll help them out. And I think – go ahead. I say the Mets are currently 50 and 58, fourth in their division. Mm. 20 games back of first place. Their season's over. Ouch. Yeah, that's not good. No. <laughs> to say the least, it's not good. Not good at all, no. So, baseball is an interesting sport, man. It really is. You can like, be hot. You can be hot one year, then the next year, you could just be dog poop. Well, that's the way to sum it up. No, no league has more teams that go from worst to first than the NFL. Baseball's right up there, too, because you can oh, yeah. just. Like the Dodgers, the Dodgers haven't been as good as they have been in the past because they've been hurt everywhere. Rotation, bullpen, starting lineup. By the way, I saw a thing that the Dodgers put out. They were like, look at all these injuries. Oh, God, this team is so – just perseveres through it all. Are they complaining? But the picture of the team that they had celebrating – was Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts. It's why you win baseball games. Wow. So, anywho. Oh, and Clayton Kershaw. If he's been pitching for them all season. That'll help. But, uh, anywho, uh, any other trades that you want to talk about that stood out to you, Derek, over the trade deadline? I mean, not really. Uh, I'm just glad Nolan Arredondo did not go to the Dodgers. Yeah, the the Cardinals like had rumors that they were going to blow their roster up, but they decided not to. Um, all of the one I want to talk about is Tigers pitcher. I think his name is Eduardo Rodriguez. I was getting ready to just say, yeah, we should talk about him. What he did, he always he, vetoed. He was getting traded from the Tigers to the Dodgers and he comes out as the trade's about to go down and declines the trade because he has a no trade clause and the Dodgers are on that, that no team list. And 
people are like, why would you not want to go pitch for the Dodgers? And I'm glad he didn't because he's a damn good pitcher. Yeah, he is. And a bunch of teams were in on him. But uh, he comes out and he goes, well, my team's all at my team. My family's all on the East Coast, and I wanted to be closer to them. All right, there you go. Yes, that makes sense. So I can't blame him. I just think it's funny that someone declined to trade to the Dodgers for once. I mean, I probably would too. I mean, if, if you like where you live and where you play, I mean, more than likely, like I said, his family, you know, his kids are suffering. I mean, you don't want to be away from your, your wife and your kids going all no. the way over to the West Coast like that. I don't blame him. Well, it's it's more than just that too. It's obviously like his, you know, probably extended family, like mom, dad. Oh, yeah. In-laws and stuff. But you got to think like, you know, it's – Again, like you said, it's these people's families that are moving too. It's not just the players. So, if and a lot of baseball players have no trade clauses, like a lot of them. So, so you think the Astros are? You think one of the teams to beat now that they got Verlander? <sighs> probably. Ugh, that's sick. They're probably like they're one of those teams that they get into the postseason. It's not going to be fun to play them. No, because I don't believe in the Rangers all that much. Like they're playing really well this year, but I, I just don't believe them in the postseason. Uh, I think the teams to watch out for are the Astros and the Braves. Well, two definitely Atlanta. You, two teams that you needed to watch out for like the last five years. <laughs> so, all right, let's move things along here real quick. We're going to touch on some brief college football realignment. Arizona. Arizona State and U of A is leaving the Pac-12 and following CU to the Big 12. And a move that's once again proving that the Pac-12 is basically dead. Yeah, then word came out too about Washington and Oregon going to the Big 10. So, Yeah, that one's not official. They haven't met or anything like no. that. Like it's, it's just a rumor. But like if you're Oregon and Washington, yeah. Get me out of there. But it's safe to say that uh, the Pac-12 is is dead. It's going to be dead very soon. I don't know if they're ever going to go away, but they're not going to be a, uh, a Power Five. No, there's not. And, they're they're not going to have a, a title game. I don't think anymore either. I mean, the Mountain West has a title game. Yeah, but they have more than. You know, after all these teams leave, they're going to have more than five teams. From what I understand, the Pac-12 is just going to, like a lot of teams from the, we talked about it last week, a lot of teams from the Mountain West are trying to get into the Pac-12. Like, Boise. Although, if I'm Boise State, I'm going to the Big 12. I would too. Um, Like, CSU is rumored to be going to the Pac-12, which is would be good for them. But the reason that these teams are leaving the Pac-12 is money. So, yeah. Here, these TV deals. So, yeah, here you go real quick. Uh, Big Ten presidents and chancellors met early Thursday morning today. An authorized co- commissioner, Tony Petitti, I, I think that's his name, to explore adding Oregon and Washington in expansion as a potential conference members. I mean, you get that Nike money. Oh, dear God. Hello. 
I'd do I mean, that yeah. in a heartbeat. I mean, yeah, Oregon only wears different new uniforms every freaking week. And not to, I mean, their gym, Eric, have you seen their gym? It's insane. Their gym is amazing. Their locker room is amazing. Mm-hmm. In case you people didn't know this, the uh, – what is he? He's the owner of Nike? Yeah, the, the, yeah, the CEO. He's the CEO of Nike. He is one of the boosters for Oregon, so hence why no, they no. get – He's the booster for Oregon. the booster for Oregon, <laughs> I should say. So yeah, all these nice uniforms, nice helmets, and everything they wear, like every single week. Yeah, it's because of him. And then oh yeah, all the ridiculous amount of money he owns. Anywho, but why they they're leaving the conference is money, and yes. what's going on is these TV deals that these teams have. So. For instance, the Big Ten has a TV deal with Fox, Fox Sports. If you ever want to watch a Big Ten game on Saturday, you turn over to FS1 or Fox Sports or Fox 31, and there's a college football game on. Always. Uh, ACC and Big 12 are ESPN. Yep. Uh, SEC is ESPN and CBS. And then Notre Dame can screw off. But – the Pac-12. Notre, Notre Dame is the Dallas Cowboys in college football. You either went to Notre Dame and liked them, or you're not a Notre Dame, or you you, you didn't go there and don't like them. I'm right there. With you. Those, I don't like them either. Those gold helmets are disgusting. Um, anywho, I digress. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, the the Pac-12 had a meeting with the teams that are remaining. Yes. And said, here's our TV deal. We're going to Apple Plus. And they're like, come again for Big Fudge? Now, like, streaming is the future, but it's that's not going to be for a while, especially for sports. Sports, yes. I don't think, is ever going to be off cable. No. And here was the problem with, the, with, with going to Apple Plus was, is it wasn't part of Apple Plus's subscription. You had to buy Apple Plus, then buy the Pac-12 network. Really? Who's going to do that to watch Washington and CU play? The answer is no one. I mean, yeah, you're going to buy that to watch the Buffs in Utah or the Buffs in Oregon State play? No. You're going to want you... You were going to watch it for USC, but USC gone. Well, they will be after this year. Yeah, but the the, the TV package wasn't going to kick in until next year. Oh, well, then there you go, yeah. So that's why they're leaving. And then Florida State came out, who's part of the oh, ACC. God. And Derek, you and I talked about it last, well, last week that uh, there's going to be four conferences. And from what Florida State said, I think there's going to be three conferences with 20 teams. So the Florida State, I believe, president of the uh, the, yeah the president of Florida State, Richard McCullough, yes, said we of course are not satisfied with our current situation. We love the the ACC. We love our partners at ESPN. 
our glow, our goal would be to continue to stay in the ACC, but staying in the ACC under current situation is hard for us to figure out how we remain competitive unless there were a major change in the revenue distribution within the conference itself. So real quick, the ACC has a television contract with ESPN through 2036. And right here says any school that wants to leave that conference, the ACC, would have to pay a $120 million exit fee in addition to figuring out a way way out of the grant of the rights. Wow. So let's say Florida State leaves for the Big Big Ten. Oof. You don't think they'd cover that $120 million? I mean, Florida State is a very big university, and they have no, that money. No, you don't think the Big Ten would cover that? In a heartbeat, they would. Oh, yeah, they would. They have the money for it. Wait, the 12 or 10, did you say? Big Ten. Oh, Big Ten. And, oh, and yeah. It, it just comes down to this where it's like there's it's going to be Big Ten, Big 12, SEC as your power conferences. And they're going to be the ones that have rights to the college football playoffs. It's amazing. It's, it's interesting. And do I think it's good for the sport? Not really. I mean, you're going to have a couple big conferences. You have players getting paid. Now the playoff expansion is now going to be moved to 12 teams. Well, and then each conference is probably going to have, I think the college football playoff expanding is good, but these conference realignment, like, it happens, but I don't know if it's necessarily good for the sport because you're going to lose these rivalries, but, you know, they'll always make new ones. So, yeah, it's true. I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's just money, man. Money talks. Well, it's just like when Nebraska, you know, left, went to the Big Ten, then when CU's rivalry ended, which which is good. They get to renew it, though, this year. Yeah. Well, and what this happens to be is, like, what killed the Pac-12? It was USC saying we're out. Yeah, USC and UCLA. And two big California teams. Yeah, and what is this going to do? It's good, like, to the ACC, if Florida State leaves, it's going to collapse them because then Clemson's gone. And then you know who else is in the ACC? My point. So, and if the Pac-12 wants to survive, they need to do what the Big 12 did. The Big 12 are losing their two big players in Texas and, excuse me, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, What do they do? They've added five new teams and are going to add two more. Yep. Now, they're not as big as the two names that they lost, but they're staying relevant. That's the key. So the Pac-12 has got to figure out something. Texas and Oklahoma are going to make the amount of money they are going to make in the SEC. It's just ridiculous. The Texas Bighorns have their own TV network, and they're still going to make more. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. I mean, think about that, though. You're going to have Texas versus Alabama, Oklahoma versus Alabama. I mean, just. Oh, yeah. They're going to lose to Alabama every year now. Big matchups, probably. All right. Let's move things along. We're going to. Who do you root for? Oklahoma or Alabama? I don't care for either school. The red one. They're both red, Eric. Exactly. Pick one. Uh, let's exactly one, pick one. The team that wears red and white. Once they again, both do. <laughs> <That's both. laughs> 
Let's move it on to NFL season preview, starting with the AFC and NFC North. So as Derek and I have done for the last couple of years, what we did is went to playoffpredictors.com, and you guys can follow along at home because we're cool. Because <laughs> we're cool. Because so, we're cool. And what you can do is you can click on each NFL team and figure, fill out their schedule. And you can kind of see where you think your preview would land. So we're going to start, as I said, with the North divisions. Derek, do you want to start AFC or NFC? He's coughing. He, oh, he's, 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 his lung just came out of his throat and onto the laptop. Oh, God. Oh, God, folks, it is not good over there. He is not doing well. He's, he's calling for a timeout. Oh, no, but he doesn't have any. The time runs out, and Derek loses the biggest game of his life. Oh, right jeez. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, AFC, of All course. Right. <laughs> All right, so... Derek, how do you have the AFC North laying out? All right. Well, I have the Bengals and Ravens at 11 and 6. Uh, the Steelers at 9 and 8. And the and the Browns at 5 and 12. Oh, you have the Browns at 5 and 12. Okay. Yeah. I kind of hope they do do that bad. So... I have the same for the first three. 11 and 6 for the Bengals, 11 and 6 for the Ravens, 9 and 8 for the Steelers, and I have 7 and 10 for the Browns. Now, the yeah. reason I have 7 and 10 for the Browns is because I think they're better than some of these other teams in their schedule. But, like, you know, like, are they better than the Titans? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's tough to decide. Are they better than the Broncos? I don't know. Mm. Are they better than the Steelers? No. Oh, God, no. So, like, I think their ceiling is seven, eight wins. I really don't see them winning that many games. Eric, we learned our lesson from doubting the Steelers last year that they were going to have a losing record. Oh, no. Uh, No, here's the thing. I don't think the Steelers are still a good team. I really don't. No, they rely way too much on a pass rush that if you can't get a pass rush, then their secondary gets burned and their offensive line is still bad. Not good. Like they added a piece or two in the draft, but they're young. They're going to make mistakes. Well, Kenny Pickett too. He's, uh, he's still learning. He's coming into his second year as a starter. So, I mean, he's probably going to progress and he's going to show, you know, probably some flashes, but he's still going to make some mistakes as well. And I think Kenny Pickett's going to be a good starter. I don't think he's ever going to reach Roethlisberger level of success. Oh, no. Uh, Winning two Super Bowls is really hard to do. But he has a good coach, though, for sure, that's mentoring him. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. But I have a website up here for biggest challenge for every team. By the way, the Browns went 7-10 and last year. They did? Mm Mm-hmm. So... We have them going about the same, but it says biggest challenge for each team this season. And this one says unlocking Deshaun Watson's full talent. And that's my thing with the Browns. 
I don't know if he's good or not anymore. He I hasn't mean, played football in two years, and he was awful last year. I mean, yeah, he was, he was, you know, basically suspended, deactivated right. a whole season, and then last year, yeah, he didn't play in eleven games, and like you said, when he came back, he, got it, he looked bad. He was bad. He was but really he, bad. And he's got good receivers and Cedric Tillman, Elijah Moore, Amari Cooper. Don't they have David Njoku at tight end? Yeah. So T- they've got some talent, and their offensive line is fine. And they got Nick Chubb, so that helps. And they got Nick Chubb, but that, that's another question mark. No Kareem Hunt. No. Is can And he used to take some pressure off of Nick Chubb. Can Nick Chubb handle a full load of running back? I don't know. But now my biggest question mark with the Browns is their defense. Oh, God, yes. It should be elite. And it's not. And you go out and your big addition is Zadarius Smith from the Vikings? Yeah, you and you trade too much to get him. Like I said uh, off, uh, off air, a second and a fourth round pick. You traded for a 31-year-old pass rusher. So, yeah, that's not good. No, it's not. Uh, let's see here. Regular season, please. My God. Browns had the 19th overall defense last year. Not bad. Not bad. It's not good. It's not good, but it's like middle of the pack, I guess. It, yeah, it's 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 fine. And with the defense that they have, it sh- again, it should be higher. Well, I mean, you got Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward. Those those are probably like the two names that really stick out on that defense. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I mean, who are you more so going to be worried about, Garrett or Zadarius Smith? No, you're going to you're going to double team oh, Miles Garrett. Garrett. You're going to double team Miles Garrett the most because it's pretty obvious. Now, can that mean Zadarius goes off? Sure, possibly. I, I just don't believe that he can. I don't think so. He did good in Green Bay because he had he had also another good round of, you know, Rashad Gary and uh, Preston Smith. He had he had a good supporting cast around him. Mm-hmm. But there in Cleveland, I just don't think he just he doesn't have that much of supporting cast as he did in Green Bay. Exactly. I, I just I don't believe in that team. But let's move it on to the Steelers. So. You and I said it. They were they were what six and eight, and we were like, Mike Tomlin's going to have his six and first, eight with three games to go. Yeah, three games to go. He's going to have his first losing season because it was a rough schedule too. And they won three in a row and went nine and eight and proved us all wrong. Rattled off three straight wins and sixteen straight years, Eric, and he still does not have one losing season. Unbelievable. That that's it's- so effing hard to do it is and yeah but i mean what they've done to only have three head coaches in their entire franchise you want to talk about stability that organization has it oh yeah you went from i believe was it chuck Knoll? was it coach chuck Knoll. yep bill cower and now mike tomlin mike tomlin there's your three hit that's it that's it there's some teams that have had three coaches in three years. Yeah, the Broncos. They've had three in their entire franchise history. And the Steelers have been around for, what, since the 60s? Yeah. 
It's amazing. Now, the biggest challenge, it says here on the NFL's website, is firming up a revamped secondary. So they still have Minka Fitzpatrick, but he was hurt a lot last season. He was, but he's still Um, really good. They lose Cam Sutton to the Lions, right? They sure did, yep. Free agency. They brought in old man Patrick Peterson, who can still play, but he's just not as fast. And they have Joey Porter Jr. Of course, they go out and get Joey Porter. And Levi Wallace battling it out. And then Keanu Neal, who hasn't been healthy since his fourth season with the Falcons. My biggest question, Mark, is health to the what? T.J. Watt. Yes. Because he didn't play a whole lot last season, and you know what the Steelers... Because he was hurt. Because he was hurt. And it wrecked the Steelers. Big now, time. They still had the they still had a top 10 defense, which is not bad. But you want to know what they had offense? Oh, God, it was not good. 26th ranked offense. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, Kenny Pickett went through some learning curves, definitely. Sure, but he didn't start the season, if I remember correctly, right? They started with Trubisky. Yes, they did. And, and again, Pickett looked fine. I thought he did all right for what they asked him to do. Yeah. But he's going to be relying on Najee Harris. Big time. And then George Pickens, is he going to be the number, you know, the, the second-round pick that he can be? I don't know. Remains to be seen. Well, let's talk about. But I just think just because they have Mike Tomlin, that they will be a they will be a, a good competitive team, though. Oh, they're always going to be a competitive team, but they always do this where they lose a game they shouldn't lose every single year to a bad team. And I'm telling you, this year I found out which game it's going to be. What's that? Let's look at their schedule. I'm going to read their schedule real quick there. Host the Niners, host the Browns, at the Raiders, at the Texans, host the Ravens, at the Rams, uh, host Jacksonville, host Titans, host Packers, at the Browns, at the Bengals, host the Cardinals, host the Patriots, at the Colts, host the Bengals, at the Seahawks, at the Ravens. Is it at the Texans? No, they're going to lose to the Cardinals. It's going to happen. It's in, I, it's in Pittsburgh. In, exactly. Because the Cardinals can't win at home. Oh, we God, no. Oh, God, they no. They haven't won in like five years at home. I think it's two years, but still. They've won like one game in two years at home, the Cardinals have. Well, like we said, the uh, the Eagles and Chiefs have more wins in Arizona than they do. <laughs> so there you go. To put it in perspective, yeah. It's. I'm telling you. I don't have the Cardinals winning many games this year. Oh, they're going to be so bad. I I think that's one of the ones the Cardinals get. Maybe. I, I really do. Week 13, we'll remember this. I, I have it down here. I'm going to keep it that way. Hell, I'll even place a damn bet on it if I have to. Yeah, do it. I would do it. Do it even now. Now, now that you know the stakes are probably, or you could wait to you know wait for Arizona. The were 0 and tw- like zero and twelve. <laughs> wait for them to start falling on their face and then put the bet in. Yeah, 
Also, real quick, the Cardinals don't have a bye week till week 14. That sucks. That's bad. Yeah, that, that is, that's rough. But then also, the teams that have a bye week on week five must be furious. Oh, the early bye weeks? Yeah. Like the Browns have one. That sucks. Anyway, let's talk about the two better teams. Uh, you want to talk Bengals or Ravens first? Because I have the Bengals winning the division by default because I have them sweeping the Browns. Yeah. I have the Bengals winning the division too, so let's go with the Ravens. Let's go with the Ravens. So, Mar Jackson's paid. The Mar Jackson is paid. But J.K. Dobbins got knee surgery again. He died. He did. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, uh, Ravens are waiting for him to come back. So that is something to definitely keep an eye on. No. And if not him, they did sign Melvin Gordon. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think Melvin Gordon's still a good running back. He's just got to hang on to the damn ball, man. Seriously. Um, but it says biggest challenge for the Ravens is developing chemistry and timing quickly with new offensive coordinator Todd Munkin because they fired Greg Roman. That's right. And then, of uh, course. Wrong. They're, they're, he is health. Huh? It's not even close to anything else's health. Who? The Ravens. Oh, it's health. Yeah. I mean, OBJ and Lamar are the two big ones right there because of injury. They had every defensive back hurt at some point. Oh, God, yes. Every linebacker was out. They lose Kalias Campbell up the middle. Their two starting running backs were were on injured reserve. Uh Uh-huh. They had horrible, horrible luck last year. And despite all of those injuries, they still won 10 games. And their uh, quarterback... Went to the Pro Bowl with uh, two touchdowns and three interceptions. And they had the oh, – that's stupid. But they, and they also that. had the uh, third-ranked defense. That helps. And the 19th-ranked offense. It's not bad. It's Tyler so Tyler Huntley is his name, you know, back up. Yeah, they're, they're going to be competitive. I mean, yeah, I mean, with Harbaugh there, I mean, they're going to be good and – I think this new offensive coordinator offense will probably still kind of look the same, very run heavy first option, but it, there will be, be more co- aggressive. They'll be more aggressive. And there'll be a couple tweaks here and there though. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I love watching Lamar Jackson play football, man. He's so good at what he does. Oh, I mean, unbelievable. Sometimes. You got Lamar and then you got, of course, you know, his favorite target, Mark Andrews. I mean, that's another guy. I mean, you don't guard that guy. He'll he'll shred you the whole game. Yeah. I mean, he's proved in the last several years that he's he's a difference maker. And they've got like a good receiving core, Richard Bateman, Zay Flowers. I'm really excited to see. Mm-hmm. Um, OBJ. OBJ. It's, it's fine. You don't know what you're going to get from him. Not at all. Because um, like is he's had – the same knee repaired twice. Is he going to have the same explosiveness? Probably not. No, because after you have knee surgery, it's never the same. Mm-hmm. But what's going to hold the Ravens back is how tough this conference is in the, in the AFC. Now, the biggest benefit to them is but despite, or besides their division, the they the only tough teams they play in the AFC is the Dolphins, Jags, Chargers. 
Oh, oh man. Against the Jags and Chargers, those should be good games. They should be. And the Dolphins, too. That'll be a high-scoring affair. Oh, yeah. But those are the three tough teams in that conference that they have to face. Mm-hmm. Now, if they win both of those? Both of Both of those games? That would, for me, it would bump them up to a 13-win team. Yeah. And with that defense, if they stay healthy and Lamar Jackson stays healthy and J.K. Dobbins stays healthy, more than capable of doing that. Oi, that, it's your turn to speak. Sorry. But, yes, no, Are I mean. sending tweets? No, I was freaking turning my, turning my air on. It's getting hot. But, anyways. <laughs> Um, no, as we said, health, 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 health is the biggest thing with this team. I mean, yeah, they stay healthy. If OBJ can kind of get lightning in a bottle, so to say, not necessarily be like he used to be because, you know, he's not going to be, he's older now and he's had surgery, but yeah, like you said, I think this team's ceiling is is easily 13 wins. 12-13 12-13 wins. 12-13. Uh, the floor is if they everything just falls apart and they're unhealthy. Nine, eight wins. Uh-huh. Um, but let's move on to the Bengals. Oh, man. They're Top five good. team in the AFC, for oh, sure. Yeah. But, man, their schedule... Brutal. Sucks. So brutal. I mean, obviously the Ravens twice. They gotta play the Steelers twice. That's gonna be tough. Um, they play the... NFC West, so you got to play the Seahawks and the Niners. The Bills are on there. The Jags are on there. The Vikings are on there. The Chiefs are on there. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, their schedule is just... You got the Ravens and... I mean, yeah, Niners and yeah, Bills, Chiefs. I mean, st- I mean yeah, you got to... I mean, up to their bye week, it doesn't look too bad. But after their bye week is when it gets pretty rough. Yeah, like uh, I I have them. So their bye week is week seven. I only have them losing once in the first seven. Um, yeah, I do too. But like uh, they play the Niners. Like uh, we'll talk about the Niners later. But like what are you going to get from them? Um, but the, the Bengals in my eyes, have one of the best receive, three receiving or three receivers in the league. I mean, just, yeah. T. T Higgins, Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, what a receiving core. And not to mention, you got Hayden Hurst, who's coming to his own. That's a damn good tight end. Joe Mixon took they, a... I thought they got rid of him. Did they? I'll look it up, but keep, keep talking. But no, and then Joe Mixon I, I uh, took a pay cut, so he's actually... Um, He's able to stay on the team now. Yeah, Joe Mixon shouldn't be playing, though. That's just my humble opinion. Dude's a loser. No, he shouldn't be playing. Off the field, I should say. Yeah. Their tight end is Irv Smith Jr. So a guy who's who's unproven, but if he gets the chance, could be explosive at the tight end position. Yeah, he didn't really get a chance in Minnesota, but man. Like you said, if he does stay healthy and get the chance there in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow as his quarterback, yeah, he could be... He could be a, a pretty another good weapon for him. But mm-hmm. they upgraded their offensive line, which for years has been their issue. Orlando Brown so Jr., Alex Kappa, Jonah Williams at right tackle, very good. And their defense is going to be a top ten defense again. Now oh, yeah. they've got a little bit of a hole at safety. Safeties. 
they lost both Jesse both, Bates. Both of those safeties. But Nick Scott coming over for the Rams, former uh, special teams guy who I think is very underrated. Yeah. Um, and then Dax Hill, a, a guy who was drafted last year who I was extremely high on out of Michigan. Got him at the back end of the first round, and he got to sit for a year. And then they drafted Jordan Battle out of Alabama to fill in that third safety role. So they've got potential there, but they've got to prove it. Look at that breaking news. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe is joining the Bears on a one-year, $10.5 million deal. That's funny. He was supposed to be signing with the Seahawks. So suck at Seahawks. He's going to the Bears. Yep, Drew Rosenhaus just uh, just announced that to uh, his agent, to Adam Schefter. So, uh, I have the Bengals going eleven and six, just because that's that's a tough to beat. That's a tough schedule. Like okay. you got to play the Chiefs in Arrowhead in December. Now they're all they've been very good in that stadium, very good in that stadium. Yes, but then you got to play the Bills again. Except for these that playoffs this last year, damn it. And then Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville's going to be one of the better teams in the AFC this year. I mean, when, when we get to that division, oh, yeah, Jacksonville is – Jacksonville's – I don't think they're going to be a 9-8 and eight team again this this year. I think they might get one or two more wins. They're a double-digit win team. Oh, yeah. But uh, so are the Bengals. I, yes. I don't see the Bengals losing less than seven games. No, you got you got because Joe. because of that roster. Yeah, you got Joe Burrow. And, I mean, as we said, or two, was it – Last week, couple weeks ago, they survived that scare that it's only his calf and not his Achilles. Mm-hmm. You know, thank God. Uh, like Tim Patrick, jeez. I mean, we'll get to that when we get to that division. But yeah, as long as you got Joe Burrow and he stays healthy, which I'm sure he will. But the, like you said, the key thing for them is offensive line needs to protect him better this year. Because last year they let him down bad. Well, and then Joe Burrow and his not scarce of practice looked like he tore his Achilles, and it was just a calf strain. Seriously. But uh, speaking of him too, he's going to be getting paid soon too, a lot more oh, yeah. than Justin Herbert, which is deserved. But it'll make Justin Herbert's deal look like a, <laughs> look like nothing. The training wheels, yeah. Oh yeah. All right, let's move it over to the NFC North. So Woo! We've got Lions and Vikings and Bears, oh my! Um, and the Packers, but the Packers are fine. Um, so, how do you have the division laid out, Derek? How, how do you think this is going to go? Well, I have the Lions at eleven and six. Ooh, we gave them eleven. Okay. The Vikings at eight and nine. The Packers at seven and ten, and the Bears at five and twelve. I want you to explain to me why you did that to the Vikings. Uh, I think not having Dalvin Cook is really, really going to hanker and hurt Kirk Cousins this year. Sure. Because having that third down escape goat or that screen pass guy he could throw to, that threat is now gone. I mean, and Alexander Madison, yeah, he's good and he's younger, but he just doesn't have the explosiveness. I think that Dalvin Cook does. And not to mention, it's just... We've said it. Kirk Cousins will just, what you see from him is kind of what you get. And I think last year is kind of, you know, the 
maybe the best that you saw of them. Because was it, wasn't it last year when they played the Colts and they blew that game? No, the Colts did. Oh, that's right, the Colts did. Remember, it was the whole Jeff Saturday thing. Hey, you want to come in and interview for, the, for my head coaching job? All right, sit down. Uh, okay, so first question here, Jeff. Uh, yeah, you, you blew, blew a 33 nothing lead and lose? Yeah, get out. That's right, it was the Colts. No, okay. But no, I just think that, and it's just, I don't know. Justin Jefferson can only do so much for your offense, too. Sure. And people who say he's going to have 2,000 yards receiving. No. He came close last year. I don't know if he's going to do it again this year. Well, he's got help now, too, in the rookie. He's got Jordan Addison when he's yeah. not rushing home to save his dog, apparently. Yeah, seriously. Um, K.J. Osborne, T.J. Hawkinson still there. Offensive line didn't change. They're still very good. The defense is what worries me, too. That's the, my biggest question with the Vikings is their defense. I'm looking here at their depth chart. Daniil Hunter, very good still. He actually wanted a trade, but I heard they just actually reworked his deal, so he now mm-hmm. he's staying. Um, their linebackers are Brian Asamoa, guy out of Oklahoma, who I think is sneaky underrated, mm-hmm. and Troy Reader, and Jordan okay. Hicks. All right, have fun. <laughs> um, they're relying on Byron Murphy Jr., Oof. former Cardinals quarterback Oof. who got burnt all the time. Now he's going to get burned in Minnesota. To tutor the young core of Andrew Booth Jr. and Makai Black. Good luck. Um, they're refusing to play Lewis Seen, by the way, their first or the second round pick last year, who I think could be really good in out of Georgia. Yeah, I don't know why. They have someone named Cameron Bynum in front of him. Who? Who? But then uh, Harrison Smith is declining. He is. He had a bad season last year. Yeah, he's getting up there in age. So their defense is a big question. I think offensively they'll still be fine. Kirk Cousins, like, yeah, he's not great, but he's in the NFC. Look at the quarterbacks you have to face. Yeah. I mean, you've got... Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, maybe Derek Carr, Jared Goff, mm-hmm. Matt Stafford, whoever the hell the Niners throw out there, Geno Smith. Yeah, go, yeah, good luck, Seattle. Jordan Love. Yeah, don't know what you're getting out of him. So I have the Vikings 10 and 7. I do have the Lions winning the division at 10 and 7. Because they, right. I have them going four and two in the division, sweeping the Packers. So yeah, who are your, what are your standings in for the four? Lions at ten and seven, Vikings at ten and seven, Packers at eight and nine, ooh, and the Bears at six and eleven. Okay. So we talked about the Vikings. Now there's a sneaky player on the Vikings, Dwayne McBride, running back at uh, UAB. Yes. I think he could be the starter soon. He could be. Um. But let's talk about your lines. Yeah, buddy. So they gave up too many damn running yards to the stupid Panthers last year and ruined their playoff chances. That game cost them big time. Two running backs at 200 yards at halftime. Yes. Deontay Foreman and uh, Chuba. Chuba Hubbard. Yep. Favorite name. So defensively, where are the Lions? Where are the Lions? Where are the Lions? 
Oh, God. Oh, God. They were 29th last year in team defense. Well, that's the thing is like that first half of the season when they struggled, they were atrocious. But kind of kind of towards the end of the year, the second half of the season, they kind of did turn it around a little bit, especially when they played Green Bay. Yeah. They dismantled Aaron Rodgers. Just both times. Yeah. yeah both of both of these both of these times? That doesn't really work. Um but then offensively, fit. Jared well, they could score last year. They were good. Had a very, very good season. I think he had a career year, didn't he? Maybe passing yards, but like overall numbers. I think his Super Bowl season was his best one with the Rams. Oh yeah, that's true. Um but let's, like their offense, I love the draft pick of Sam Laporta. Jameer Gibbs, I didn't like where it happened, but I love him to that team to mix in with David Montgomery as the, I hate this term, the thunder-lightning combo. But I mean, having those two guys, it's Dan Campbell says they, it should be a, uh, a two-headed monster, so to say, is what he said. And then they just got to wait six games, and hopefully Jamison Williams comes back. Now, reports out of camp is he's not – that good of a teammate, and he's being kind of a whiny baby. But oh, really? Um, well, um, it's his own but, fault. Don't gamble. Very good offensive. To be fair to Williams, he was one of those people that gambled in the team hotel when they were on the road, and they were like, "That's part of the team facility." <laughs> at, least, at least he didn't gamble um, on his actual team, like some of these guys have done. But. The defense, the defense, the defense, the defense, the defense is going well, they, to be better. Well, yeah, because they they draft and free agency, they went heavy on defense. I mean, we have Aiden Hutchinson, who I thought should have been rookie of the year last year. Yeah, I hope he comes back his second year, you know, just better better than his rookie year. James Houston, we'll see how he can continue to do off the edge. He had a very good year last year. Jack Campbell, their draft pick right after Jameer Gibbs, I thought was Brilliant. I love that pick for them. He's going to be um, a good linebacker. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley coming in in free agency. Cam Sutton, as we talked about. CJ Gardner Johnson playing safety. CJ Gardner Johnson, I think, is a. Uh, and they survived an injury scare with him, too. Yes, they did. But I think he's going to be a very, very good fill in safety, I think, for him. Fill in safety slash slot corner. And then Brian Branch. Yeah. Awesome. But then my favorite pick that they've had in the last two years is Kirby Joseph. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He's such a good safety. Picked off Aaron Rodgers in both games last year. He sure did. He's very underrated. They've got depth on the defensive side that I don't think they had last year, which is huge. Not to mention, too, their offensive, their offensive line is kind of underrated. They have a very good offensive line. Oh, they have an awesome offensive line. Pinay Sewell holding down the right side there. Mm-hmm. Taylor Decker. Taylor on the... Decker. Jonah Jackson. Frank Ragnow. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to try to say that guy's first name, but Vitae. Oh, yeah. Halapuri Vitae Vite. Yeah, from the Eagles. Halapuri Vitae. I know. It's a, it's a very long name. Hawaiian. Yes. Was he the one that did made that, that Christmas album? Was the singer, or is that somebody else? I'm not sure. Anywho. Um, but look, I, the, could the Lions win 11 games? Absolutely, I think they will. They 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 have they benefit from an easy schedule. Like they they start rough. Like, oh yeah, Chiefs, Seahawks, Falcons, Packers. It's a little rough, but 
The hey. first game is, I mean, their first game is really going to test them and show them what they're made of. Yeah. And again, they play the AFC West. They got to play the Chargers. They got to play the Chiefs. Um, they play the Ravens early in the season. That's not going to be easy. Um, the only game that I could sit here and say, like, I, oh, you know, I'm not sure. I just picked them to lose is the Saints because playing in New Orleans is always tough. Yes. And is. I think the Saints are going to be better this year. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I'll, you know what? I'll give them the win there. They could be 11 and 6 easy. But, okay, I shouldn't say easy. But. I think they're going to benefit from a weaker division this year. Oh, with Aaron Rodgers leaving, I mean that that uh, that definitely helps them out a lot. It was even a weak division last year with Aaron Rodgers in. Yeah, you know, the Vikings won a lot, and that that's one thing I forgot to mention about the Vikings. They won a lot of games by luck and like very very close games, which they're not going to win all those games again this year. Oh no. So. Um, I think the Lions will win it. Uh, Bears or Packers next? We won't talk about. Let's do Packers. All right. So the Green Bay mother-loving Packers. Yes. Their defense underperformed like crazy. They were bad. So bad. Now losing Jair Alexander for most of the season and Rashawn Gary for all of the season hurts. DeAndre Campbell for a little bit. Well, it's not good. No. But for the most part, they only really lost two players. Mm-hmm. You can win with a defense with just two players. Now, granted, very good players. But how? why was your defense so bad? And most people just, are saying it's because of Joe Barry. I just think it was just an offseason for him, honestly. Sure. They just had an off year, I think. It was just one of those one really weird years for them. Mm-hmm. Now they've got they've got some young bucks that need to prove themselves. Devontae Wyatt, I think he could be very good up the middle for him from Georgia last year. Mm. Um, Kenny Clark, can he stay dominant like he has been for the last few years? Can Quay Walker not get suspended and not get kicked out of games for being stupid? Yeah. I don't know. Um, they drafted Lucas Van Ness, but he's going to be sitting behind Preston Smith and Kenny Clark, so he's going to be a rotational defensive pass rusher. Yeah. Um, and then after Jair Alexander, here are your defensive backs. Rudy Ford at safety. Rasul Douglas on the other side. Eric Stokes. Keyshawn Nixon, who's very good at punt returning. That's about it. Yeah. And then your other safety is Darnell Savage. That's not that good of a secondary. You're hoping Jair stays healthy and dominant all season. Well, you're just hoping that your front seven gets after the, uh, you know, gets after that offense. That way, you don't have to worry about your secondary that much. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but then flip it over to offense. You're relying sure. on a young quarterback connecting sure. with his young wide receivers. <laughs> That's what you're relying. And you let your tight end go to Chicago, so now Luke Musgrave, a rookie, he's getting the load there. But, yeah, you have uh, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. They're your two leading mm-hmm. receivers now in Green Bay. Derek, I want you to guess who their third wide receiver is. Oh, God. Sammy No, it's not Sammy Watkins. No, he was there last year, but never really played for him. 
I don't know who. Samari Toon. Who? Yeah, there you go. Now, their fourth wide receiver, who I think could take that job, is Dontavion Wicks. I think he could be very good for him out of West out of Virginia, I believe. Yeah. Um, but then David Bakhtiari. Are oh, you going to play a full season? You've been hurt the last three years and no, cannot he, he, stay on the field. No, he won't. He's going to get hurt again. I don't think the Packers are a bad team. I just don't think they're they're going to be a consistent team. No. You still have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, who Aaron Jones is top 10 running back in the league. He's hands very down. good. But, like, and I think Jordan Love can be okay. I don't think he's going to suck. I really don't. He'll just he'll be average, and he's going to have he's going to have growing pains. Oh, definitely. Sure. His first, his first time ever starting. And I think year. I think the Green Bay Packers are starting to realize their fans anyway are starting to realize like for the first time in almost thirty years they don't have Super Bowl aspirations. No, they don't. So the pressure could be kind of off, but they're also preparing for a not as good a season as they usually have. Yes. And I, I think there's going to be too much writing on this defense, and you're going to see a Broncos-like performance from the last couple of years, like going 7-10, and 6-11. and 11. You know, like good defense, but not very good offense, not very productive offense. Broncos now, it's not going to be as bad as like the Teddy Bridgewater-led Broncos. It might be close. Yeah. yeah. But I think Jordan lucky Love if they got to seven wins. Yeah. I think Jordan Love could get you like – 20 touchdowns. It's not bad. 11 picks, something like that. Yeah, average. Like average. And then, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he'll eventually get to that part where he can be more competitive. Who knows? I mean, if you don't sit behind Aaron Rodgers and learn something for a couple of years, you're screwed. I mean, you sat behind him for f- uh, four years. Four years? Which is crazy. Which is your option this year. And that's, or no, they signed him. That's right. They didn't pick up his option, but they signed him to a one-year deal. Rodgers sat behind Favre for four years, and now Love sat behind Rodgers for four years. So how about that? As Michael Scott said, how the turns take. Yep. Last team. All right. Last team, Chicago Bears. I think they're going to be the most fun team to watch offensively this year. But I don't think it's going to lead to wins. Justin Fields, definitely last year, and I think this year, it was a lot of fun to watch. So much fun to watch. He had some games where he just, he looked like he did at Ohio State, and nobody could stop him. Nobody. And, man, it was like, again, it was fun. Mm -hmm. It didn't lead to any wins. It didn't. I'm sorry, the Packers' third receiver is Jaden Reed. Still, Who? (laughs) <laughs> um, but the the Bears, like, you know, they 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 did what everyone said they should, which was put weapons around Justin Fields, Khalil Herbert, Deontay Foreman comes over running back, DJ Moore. They made that big trade with the Panthers. The Panthers could get. I can't believe young. I can't believe the Panthers traded him. Still. I can't either. Um, Darnell Mooney, money with two O's, as they say. Uh, Chase Claypool, I don't think is going to lead to anything, but he could catch a few balls. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got two good tight ends of Cole Komet and Robert Tunyon. Oh, yeah. Um, their offensive line needs a little bit of work. Like Cody Whitehair is a good center. Uh, Tevin Jenkins, very good left tackle. But Darnell Wright and Braxton Jones got to prove it at the ends. 
Signing Deontay Foreman was huge too, I think, getting him as a running back. Having him yeah. and Khalil Herbert as your two backs, I think it's pretty pretty good one two punch for the Bears. Mm-hmm. Now a big addition to their defense was Tremaine Edmonds from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I think that'll help. But like the back end of your defense, like Jaquan Brisker, safety, I think is going to be good. Jalen Johnson, he's okay. Tyreek Stevenson, young. You know, Kyler Gordon needs to develop. Uh, Eddie Jackson's getting up there in age. Yeah. Their starting right defensive end is Demarcus Walker. You remember him with the Broncos? Yeah, he was not that good. He wasn't that good. And then they just signed Yannick Ngakwe, which will help. That will help. But – they don't have any pass rush. Andrew Billings, Justin Jones, Demarcus Walker, Yannick Ngakwe. That's their pass rush. Not bad. It's not good. It's not good either, though, yeah. <laughs> so, the Bears, like again, that offense is going to be fun. They're going to run for a lot of yards. They're going to be explosive offense. But they're probably going to, like, they'll probably score, like, 24 points a game-ish. But they'll give up 26-27. Probably. Justin Fields he... Justin Fields will have the potential, though, to maybe steal a couple games away from him, though. Sure. And, like, their ceiling, I think, is kind of where you and I have them. 6-11, and 7-10. Six and 5-12 and is where I have them, yeah. 5-12? Yeah, and 12. yeah. So. Sorry, Chicago. Uh, it's going to be a few years. Yeah, it will. And what sucks for the Bears is that the Lions started to pick it up faster before they did. Now, the Vi- you can probably catch the Vikings and Packers on a decline. But the Packers haven't finished last in that division for a long time. Long freaking time. So you've got to hop them. You've got to beat them, first of all. And I actually have them split. I, oh, no, I don't have them winning against the Packers this year. Because, again, just like. Like the Broncos got to prove it to me with the Chiefs. And the Rams got to prove it to me with the Niners. Got to beat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, Eric. I know. All right. Well, so just to recap, Lions 11 and 6, 10 and 7 ish. Uh, Vikings, I have it 10 and 7. You had it 8 and 9. Yeah. Uh, Packers 8 and 9 at the most, kind of thing. 7 to 10. And then Pat and then the Bears at 5 and 12, 6 and 11. Yep. Uh, and then the Bengals will recap the NFC North. Bengals at 11 6, 12 and 5, kind of range. Uh, Ravens right there with them, 11 and 6. Steelers, 9 and 8. And Browns, like five, six wins. Yes. Okay. Well, next week we will touch on the East divisions. So, yeah, we will be buddy. Talking. The AFC East is probably the most interesting division. Uh, Bills, Jets, Dolphins, and Patriots. And then the a- NFC East with the Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, and Commanders. Yes, Cowboys. The Notre Dame of hopefully, pro football. Hopefully my voice is back next week. Yes, hopefully. Well, on that note, we will let Derek get some rest, pour some <laughs> water on that throat, and we will talk to you next week. Deuces. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>